Amen. Well, we're in a series uh, talking about the attributes of God, and we're going to look at the fifth, I believe it's the fifth attribute today. And I don't know how many I'll go for. You know, as you guys know, those who have been here for a while know that as the Lord leads the message series, we just do whatever he wants to go do. We did that Believer's Authority for like six months, and it was amazing, it was great, we loved it, but it was, that's what God wanted to talk to us about, and he still, and we haven't forgot that, and I know that the Lord has put that in there. But what he wants us to know is about him. So we talked a lot about our authority because of him, and this series is all about who he is, and to understand and have a foundation, a bedrock foundation of who God is. So that no matter what comes our way, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, the waves, the issues, the challenges, the doctor's report, whatever it is, we can stand firm on the word and the foundation of who God is. And we can clearly see circumstances that they come at us or into our lives and say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not authored of God. That's not him, because I know him, because we're learning about God. I'm learning about God and who he is. And I'm enjoying this. And Pastor Liz said at the beginning or at some point during the service today uh, about a built-in cabinet that we have in our master bathroom. And it's our house that, we, that the Lord has blessed us with is almost 100 years old. And let me tell you, it is a firm house. It is solid. It is put together. And we've been, we wanted to remodel our master bathroom. And so we go in there in this built-in cabinet, and we're like, you know, this thing has to go. We're going to take it down. We're just going to put some shelves up. And like anybody, you know, that you've seen Chip and Joanna Gaines, you see all these home improvement things, right? And so you're like, how hard can it be? I mean, every TV show is about remodeling your house. So how hard can this be? I've got a big sledgehammer. We can take this thing out. So I come home yesterday afternoon, and I go out to our barn, and I get my big hammer, the big one, right? It's got the long post. It's got this real, really heavy, you know, anvil on the end of it, and I'm just like, I'm going to destroy this thing. And so I walk in there, and Liz is in there with me, and we're looking at it. We're like, okay, one or two hits, this thing should come down pretty easily. Now, look, I've played a lot of sports in my life. I've played baseball. I can swing a bat, which means I can swing this hammer pretty hard. I take this thing, and I go, wham! I mean, it echoes through the whole house. All the kids are like, oh my gosh, what's going on? It hurt my ears. It hit so hard. Do you think this thing butched? It didn't even move. The force at which the hammer came back off almost like took me to the ground. I was like, oh my gosh. And so then I hit it again. Boom! And I'm just, boom! Boom! I mean, there's dust flying. There's paint flying off this thing. But do you think this cabinet is going to move? It was. It is so firm in there. It's unbelievable. And so as I was hitting, I was thinking about, that's what this series is all about. I want us to be so firm, like that closet or that cabinet in my master bedroom, so firm that no matter what comes after us, what a hammer, what thing of life comes trying to take that out, it is firm in its foundation. That thing didn't move. It didn't budge. We got to call for help. We got to call somebody who knows what they're doing because the old do-it-yourself stuff is not working. But all I, just when I was doing, I was just thinking how far, that thing has been there. It's solid. A hundred years. It's been sitting there. 
and it's just as solid as the day it was built. And that's what this series is for me, for us, is that we are so solid in understanding who God is that somebody could try to take a sledgehammer to it. And we'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't think so. I know who God is, and I'm firm in my foundation. So what is an attribute? An attribute is a quality or feature regarded as a characteristic or an inherent part of someone or something. So this, what an attribute is, it's, it's basically who somebody is. And so when we think of an attribute of God, when we can see all throughout the scripture, and these attributes are seen from the beginning, from, the, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, because there are lots of bad theology out there, and we want to break through those things and understand who God truly is. So attribute one was that God is infinite. And we talk through that, that he is, look, his timeline is not always our timeline. And that makes us mad sometimes, okay? But we got to get through that and got to get over that because he is God and he's got, he is seeing the end from the beginning. So God is infinite. Attribute two, and the first two are important because they set the foundation for the rest of them, that's why I'm just reviewing it quickly, is that God is immutable. It means he never changes. So if God was good yesterday, that means what? God is good today. And guess what? What does it mean about tomorrow? That God is good. That he doesn't, if he doesn't change and we establish that he is good, it means that he doesn't change from day to day. We change from day to day, yeah? Change my clothes. Sometimes my attitude changes. Babe, don't say anything about that. I had, an ad- I had a mood swing like nobody's business this week. I'm just being honest. I have no idea what happened or how it all came about, but Friday, was it Friday? Oh, my goodness. Friday, I was like, oh, I was so sad. Oh, Lord. Come on, you guys ever have one of those days, right? You're just like, man, it's just like, is my, is my foot even moving? You know what I mean? Like, can I even get to the next thing? Do I have a meeting? Can I cancel it? You know, what, what is even going on? Like, I was just having a challenge. Guys, we, can have, there's, we have challenging days, don't we? I mean, sometimes that happens, we, and we got to remind ourselves who God is, and we got to get the word in, we got to worship, and all that, all that stuff. And so yesterday, I was like, you know, I was just praying, and actually, we were, we're reading through a book, it was talking about joy. It's like, you know what, I'm going to choose joy today. I'm going to choose joy today. So I was a little bit happier, and then a, some, one of my kids put on a song, I think it might have been Noel. That's a secular song, I'm not going to sing it, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's not a bad song, it's a good song by one... One Republic or something, I don't know, whatever. And it's, they put this on, and I had headphones on. Oh, my gosh. It was so, talking about run, 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 something, 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 run, run, run. I mean, I was dancing in the kitchen. I'm going back like this. I'm like, oh, man, God is good. This song is fantastic. And I'm just, my kids start dancing. We're doing the dishes together. Kids are putting away dishes, spinning around like this. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. But doesn't that happen to us some days? Like, God doesn't change, but we change, yeah? I mean, Friday, I was like, Saturday, I was like, come on now. Come on now. This is all good, right? So it's like there's, we change sometimes, but the good thing is is that God doesn't change. He's immutable. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and we can trust that, and we can walk in that, and even though we might be having a good day or a bad day, he is always with us because he never changes Attribute three was that God is love. Praise God. We did that on Easter Sunday. God is love. 
Love is doing the best possible thing for us in the moment. Oof. And we kind of wrapped our heads around what that meant about the cross and what Jesus did for us. And then last week we did attribute four, which is God is good. God is good. He is infinitely, unchangeably kind and full of goodwill. And we looked about all the scriptures about how good God is from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament, and then our response to his goodness and what that looks like. And this morning, I want to talk about attribute number five, which is God is wise. And many of you maybe came in here today needing wisdom regarding a situation, needing wisdom regarding a job choice, needing wisdom regarding a relationship, wisdom regarding a doctor, to see a doctor, to not see a doctor. I mean, you, I can th- there is a thousand and one, it was probably a million different things that each and every one of you came in here with, needing wisdom from God. And this morning I want to talk about it, I want to show you that one, God is wise, and then I want to walk through what is the processes of, for us as believers to get some of that wisdom. Amen? Because sometimes we need some of that wisdom. If God is good and God's got wisdom, he never changes, that means that wisdom is available to me. That wisdom is available to you. And so I want to talk a little bit about how do we get that wisdom from the Lord. And I think it's important that we get into that and understand that. Here's what I wrote down. It's not in the notes or up top. It just says this. He knows what to do. He knows when to do it. And he knows how to do it. Because he is good, and guess what? He wants to tell us those things. So if we can approach God saying, you don't change, you're good, and you have wisdom, how much more can we be ready and be receptive to his wisdom and what he has for us? Romans 11.33 says this. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments for his ways past finding out. He is wise. So much wiser than we could even imagine. Even the wisest person who walked on this earth, which was somebody as we know of, King Solomon, who wrote all of those Proverbs that we're reading through. In fact, one of my daughters, she's reading through the the Bible with us, and we had this conversation like, if you ever read through Proverbs or try to read through it, it's like two chapters in a day is, that's ridiculous. That's way too much to handle. Yeah, because it's like you just read one verse and you're just like, okay, I'm going to sit here for a little bit. Like there's so much wisdom in Proverbs. But yet God, through Solomon, wrote the Proverbs and his wisdom is even greater than Solomon's wisdom. His wisdom is greater than all of the wisdom put together on earth, all of the books, all of the stuff. God is unsearchable in his wisdom. You can't Google search and get to the end of God's wisdom. Can't do it. You can get millions and billions of results on a Google search, but God has more wisdom. God has more knowledge. God has more understanding of what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And the problem a lot of times is, is we have our own preconceived thoughts of what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And we're going to talk about that this morning. How do we get out of that? How do we get out of that cycle? Proverbs 1 says this. Wisdom calls aloud 
Think about that. This is Proverbs being written. It's talking about that wisdom, it's actually calling out, meaning it is available to us. There is God's wisdom is being called out through his Holy Spirit. It is available to us day in and day out to help us live our lives. It says she raises her voice in the open squares. How many of you have gone into a city and gone into a, a busy city like New York, Chicago, and you're in the middle of an open square in an intersection of traffic? There's a lot of stuff going on, isn't there? There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things that are happening, swirling all around. And what, the God, what God is saying here to us is that that wisdom, if we can block out those distractions, if we can say, ah, these are all the things that are trying to get my attention, if I can put those aside for a minute, wisdom is calling out. It's there. It doesn't stop. It's always there. It's calling out in the intersection, at the street corner. It's available to us, and it's always there. We just have to find it. We have to get ourselves into a position to find it. It says in verse 21, She cries out in the chief concourses. At the opening of the gates of the city, she speaks her words. We have access to this wisdom. Well, how do we get access to those? That was Proverbs. That's like, you know, that's in the Old Testament. How do we get access to this? Look at John 14 with me for a minute. It says in John 14, starting in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. How many of us know we need a helper? (laughs) We need helpers. Day in and day out, we need a helper. That he may abide with you forever. God has given us the Holy Spirit to be our helper that's with us all the time. So we need wisdom that's crying out in the intersection. We have now the Holy Spirit in us. Up in operation that we can seek and understand his counsel and his wisdom through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. It says the spirit of truth, says the helper may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells where? With you and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Then down in verse 25 in the same chapter says, These things I have spoken to you, that while being present with you, but the helper, so this is Jesus saying, Hey, I told you all these things not when I'm here with you, but when I go, the helper again, the counselor, the guidance, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I have said to you. He's got it all. He's got all the wisdom. And what this tells me is that it's available to me and it's available to you. It's available to each one of us. So what is our response to God's wisdom? What do we do in this case? How do we respond to God's wisdom? Here's what we have to go do. We have to ask for it. We got to trust it. And we have to believe that we'll receive it. If you need wisdom and don't ask for it, how are you going to get it? You've got to ask for it. It may come through still, still small voice. It may come through a believer speaks into your life. It may come through a lot of different ways. But you, we have to, the Bible says we have to ask for the wisdom. And then trust it when it comes. Because many times the wisdom of God comes and it goes against 
what we want to go do in our own flesh. How many of you guys know that? And I've got story after story in our own life that says, well, I feel like the Lord is leading me to do this, but I don't want to. How many, get the, how many have had the I don't want us? Yeah. But this is what God is calling us to go do. We've got to break through that. We have to trust that he is speaking, and then we have to believe that we will receive it. Matthew 7 says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And the verse goes on to say about asking, if, what if you ask for a fish? Would God give you a serpent? No. If us then, being evil and weak, know how to give good gifts to our own children, how much more will our Father, who is in heaven, give us good things to those who ask him? So the Bible clearly says we just need to ask for it. And then in James 1, James 1, you guys can write this down, verses 5 through 8 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of it. Let him ask God for it. Who does what? He gives it. He gives it liberally and without reproach, meaning you may have messed up that morning. You may have screwed something up royally, but the Bible says because of him, we are still the righteousness in Christ, and we can come to him and say, Jesus, Lord, I need wisdom. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. And the Bible says it will be given to him. And then verse 6 says this, but let him ask what? In faith. We have to believe that he's got the wisdom, and we have to believe that it's crying out in the intersection, and we have to believe that we can hear God's voice and his moving and his leading in our life. Because without doubting, for even he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. And then verse 8 says, He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. So can we believe this morning? Will you believe this morning? I'm going to walk through a process of hearing from God in really any circumstance or situation in our lives. And you guys know when I believe a message is very important. (laughs) Paul, you and I have talked about this before. Look, all messages are important. But if I gave you one of these handy-dandy fancy handouts every single Sunday, you would have 52 of them by the end of the year, and you'd be like, I don't even know what this is. What was this all about? So I honestly, I feel like the Lord has told me, be Selective, that's a better word, yeah. Be selective on what you print out and give to this church. And then what I'd like you guys to do is stick them in your Bible, and then periodically, two months, a year from now, two years from now, you're like, man, I just need God's wisdom on the situation. And guess what I am certain you will come across? is a little handout that God has put in your Bible at the right place for you to understand this and hear his voice. So I call this thing, this, this the attributes of God. Look, I know that we didn't make enough of these for everybody, which is a good thing. That means there's more people here than we were expecting for the printout. So praise God. We're excited for God in his growth and what he's doing. But this attributes of God is God is why. This is how to hear God's wisdom regarding a situation. And in our own house, in our own, in our own home, we simplify it and we say this little phrase. It's called worship and pray and hear from God. Just worship and pray and hear from God. 
And what I want to do is I want to unpack that a little bit because it sounds like this simple thing. It's actually not all that simple. I mean, it is in a lot of ways. But I want to unpack it this morning, and I have this handout to help us. Now, this, what I took from here, this, I took this out of a book. You can see it at the bottom. It says it was adapted from a biography on George Mueller. Anybody know who George Mueller was? Okay, George Mueller was, um, he was in the 1800s. He built an orphanage in Bristol, England, and he just was a man of faith. And he wrote in his biography all the, the testimony after testimony after testimony of God delivering like milk for the orphans when they were out of milk, bread at the last second when they were hungry. Like issue, And he never asked anybody for anything. He never asked for a single dollar. He didn't have a debt chart. Okay, I do, we do, but okay. Okay, I'm not George Mueller. <laughs> okay, anyway, but he just operated in a way that he just relied 100% fully on God. And he believed in God. He believed that he would hear from God in every circumstance and every situation. And when I read this years and years ago, I, like, I had to write it down. And so I went and I found it and I wanted to share it uh, with you guys here this morning. So the first thing we have to go do. This is probably the most difficult of the entire process. And I wrote it down so you guys don't have to be busy writing it down. It says this, seek at the beginning to get your heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to a given matter. Now you can tell this was written a long time. I did adapt it a little bit. Even this is like adapted for us to understand a little bit better. But think about that. Seek at the beginning. So here's a situation, here's a circumstance, here's a decision that I need to make, that we need to make, that our family has to make, whatever it might be. What, there's, what he's saying here, what the, what the word is teaching us here, seek to, to begin to get our heart into such a state that we have no opinion of it. Do you know how hard that is to do? Because we have so many opinions. So many opinions. Well, I just think it should be like this, or I think it should be like, how many times have we said that? before we even got to church, right? Like, we have these thoughts and these opinions, and what, what George Mueller is saying and what he's, what he's teaching us here, what I'm trying to understand is that we have to get to a spot. In order to hear from God and his direction, his discernment, his wisdom, we have to remove ourselves from the equation. And what he says is, I think I wrote it down in the thing, it's nine-tenths of the difficulties are overcome when our hearts are ready to do the Lord's will, whatever it may be. If we can get this step, we're like nine-tenths of the way there. If we, so it's like, you know, what school should I go to? What about this? What about, what about this job that I have? And I will tell you something, that honest to goodness, the past two weeks, we personally had to walk through this very situation, and this very circumstance, and we had to make a decision, a kind of a big one, or it seemed like a big one, about what to do, and, how, and we had to hear from God on it. So I think many of you know, I've mentioned this before, that I am bivocational, and I'm a CFO for a local business, and I'm there a couple days a week. And there's a lot of stuff going on at that business, and they came to me, and they said, hey, Jason, we would like you to spend more time here. We would like, I know you're here two days a week, we would like more days per week here. And I was flattered, that was great. And after, after the pause, and he, you know, he was kind of, hey, this is great, they want me more of me, this is great. He says, and we'll make it worth your while. 
I know what you're saying to me right now. Okay, this is the chairman of the board. He's like, and we will make it worth your while. I understand. You, you got church, you got the school, you got family. And I know it's hard, but we will, we will pay you very, very well for this extra time. And so in my mind, I'm like, mm-hmm. What's that addition? Oh, yeah, knock that bathroom down. Let's go, right? Like, you start thinking in your own mind, like, ooh, here comes more money, more money, more money, yeah? You're like, this is a job. Ooh, this could be great. I can rearrange some stuff at the church. Yeah, you know, Andy, you know, I can meet with Andy over Zoom or something on, you know, on a Saturday. It doesn't need me to be in the office talking to him. Like, you know, and you start to rationalize and think all these ways where I can position my life and I can do this, and this was all up in my head. And I'm just, and it was like day after day would go by, and I'm just like, mm, mm, thinking I'm just wrestling with it, wrestling with it, wrestling with it. And, but I never really had peace about it. But I had to get my mind out of the equation. Because I'm thinking about, you know, kids and renovations and car payments and all these things in my own mind. And you start to make these pros and cons lists, right? You're like, ooh, well, this is a pro. This is good. This is good. This is good. And you start to do all these things. But practically, I had to remove myself from the situation. And the only way I know how to do that is to worship. And I don't know what you do. This is many methods to remove yourself from the situation. But for me, it's worship. So I would say worship and pray and hear from God. I had to remove, because when, when we are in God's presence, I hear from God a lot more clear than I do when I'm not. And Liz and I always say, like, if we have any big decisions to make, let's make them on Sunday morning. Either right during church service or right after the church service. Because we're in God's presence. He's ministering us. We're free. We're not bound by, you know, what will happen in our finances or this or that. We are believing fully in faith. God is control. And I want his plan. I want his wisdom for the situation, not my own. And so we have to seek at the beginning to get our heart into such a state that it has no will of its own in regard to a given matter. Practically to do this, we worship, we can pray in the Spirit. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'll tell you what, there is no faster way, especially if you've got to make a decision quick, to get yourself out of the situation, out of the circumstance, is to begin to pray in the Spirit. And the science, they actually just studies and statistics, when you're praying in the Spirit, your mind, it's not working the same as your regular language works which means it's totally removing yourself from the situation. And I love that science always proves God and God's word. <laughs> That's a whole other story. So number two, what we have to do is if we can, man, if we can get ourselves just praying and worshiping and in God's presence and beginning to remove that situation or our own mind, our own thoughts. Number two, we have to seek the will of the spirit of God through or in connection with the word of God which means we have to seek the Holy Spirit and the scriptures that are based to, for our situation that we have. And the Lord, I will tell you, he will lead us. He will guide us to these things. And he will, he will show us and lead us into, into the word of God that says, hey, here's exactly what you can stand on in this situation. And practically, you've got to find the scriptures, find the verses, find the promises of these situations. And so for me, in this situation, for us, as we were walking through this, I was like, hey, you know what? Lord, I am trusting in you. I will not fear, for you are with me. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we begin to worship, begin to speak these scriptures over a situation. And then number three, the third one, is to take into account divine circumstances. How many know what a divine circumstance is? We talk about divine encounters, where the Lord orchestrates a meeting or a circumstance or an open door or a situation, you're just like, there is no way that could have happened except by God. And when you're praying and seeking him, removing yourself from the situation and asking him, say, Lord, show me, he begins to arrange things to bring you either peace or to give you a direction or to guide you in a certain way. And I kid you not, on Friday, I had to make a decision by Monday, which would have been this past Monday. On Friday, I got two phone calls. Two phone calls from two previous employers saying, hey, Jason, do you have any extra time? Because we have a couple jobs we'd like you to do. We could hire you. And it was the Lord clearly saying to me, if you turn this down, do not worry. Do not fear. Because if I turn it down, they may have said, like, well, you're just going to have to go. Forget it. Like, we don't, we're going to find someone else who can give us more days. You're two days a week. That, that's enough. But like, forget it. We're going to just ask you to leave. I, I don't know what they were going to say. And so the Lord, literally, I mean, it's just like the phone, just like, hello? <laughs> yeah, I used to work for you. Hello? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what's going on? We'd like to, maybe, are you available to come back to us? So this was a divine circumstance. God orchestrated, not that I was supposed to go anywhere else or to work more anywhere, but it was to give my heart peace to say, God's like, I got you. I got this. Don't worry. Go with peace and go with what I'm asking you to go do. So the next thing we have to go do then is when we see these things all come together, we have to ask God in prayer to reveal his will to us. You just have to ask. Remember? Ask, and he'll answer. Ask and believe that you'll receive. You just got to ask him. Jake, if you want to come back up here. He just, you have to ask him. Say, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? And then begin to worship him and begin to seek the Lord for the answer. And I'm telling you, time and time and time again, in our own lives, we have experienced this, that he gives us wisdom. And a lot of times he gives us wisdom that goes countercultural to what everybody else thinks we should be doing. Now, if you've got a trusted person, if you say, the Lord told me to do this and your spouse isn't in agreement, <laughs> then you shouldn't go do that until you come to an agreement. You need to pray some more. Yeah, one of you's not hearing right from the Lord, right? If, the, if you say, I want to go do this and your spouse is like, no, then it's like, hey, time out. Don't go any further. You need to go both and pray and hear from God and understand this more. But God, we go to God in prayer and he'll reveal his will to us. And then the last step we have to do is move in the direction of peace. And that direction of peace comes from confirmation from the word. It comes from confirmation from loved ones. And in our situation, babe, I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, we went for a walk. So we were just kind of mulling this over. We were seeking the Lord on it. And we went for a walk. And I believe you just said that, I think you said it. She just came right out and says, I just don't think this is what we should do. And I was like, thank God. 
Because I, I just had this sense, this feeling, because I didn't have peace about it. She didn't have peace about it. And then I begin to articulate all my concerns and challenges. And by the end of this walk, it's maybe not even a mile through our neighborhood, and we came back, maybe it's 15 minutes, it was clear what the answer was, that I needed to say no to this opportunity. And I went in on Monday. I actually had a phone call with the, with the chairman on Monday. <clears throat> and I said, hey, man, look, I know it's taken me over a week to make this decision, but I don't take this decision lightly. And I told him what the decision was. And guess what? He didn't ask me to leave. In fact, he's just, the way he phrased it is, you know what, we're going to make it worth your while that you're staying even just the two days a week that you're giving us today. And so how good is God in that way? That he led us in a direction of peace that he would then bless it, that he would then take care of it, and that he showed us clearly, I don't have to worry. We don't have to fret when we follow his wisdom for our circumstance in our situation. So let's just bow our heads this morning. If you came here today and you need wisdom, you need wisdom for a situation, for a circumstance, for something going on in your life, I just want you to put that into your mind right now. Maybe it's a decision about a doctor. Maybe it's a job, circumstance, a relationship, a direction to move in, a house to buy, a car to sell. Whatever it is, all of us, we, every one of you has something in which you need God's wisdom on. Just put that in your mind right now. I just want you to begin to pray and just say, Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I want your wisdom. I want your guidance. I want to do what you will have me do. Not what I think or not what somebody else has done, but I want to do what you want me to do. And then just take a moment and worship him, just even now, just for a minute. Just begin to thank him for his faithfulness, for his goodness. Just begin to clear your mind of the thoughts and the pro-con lists, all the things. Just put your attention and your focus on him this morning. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom. Just begin to thank him for wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for direction. We thank you, Lord, for peace. Thank you that you are the God of every circumstance, every situation. Lord, we seek your will this morning. We seek your will for every situation represented in here. We seek your will, Lord. 
Father, we believe and receive your wisdom for our circumstance. Even now, Lord, we're attuned to your voice, to your direction, to your guidance. We are in your presence. Lord, we thank you that you do speak. Your wisdom is crying out. And Lord, we open our ears this morning to hear it with clarity, with certainty, with resolve. Father, thank you for revealing your wisdom to us. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, as we hear from you, Lord, give us the strength and the confidence to move in peace in the direction that you have for us. For the decision that we need to make, Lord, we will move in peace, but with certainty that you have spoken to us today. And we hear your voice. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would encourage you throughout the week, the months, the years to keep this with you and say, I've got a decision i got to make. I'm just going to begin to worship Him. I'm going to begin to worship God. I'm going to pray and I'm going to hear His voice. The wisdom is crying out in the intersection. It is available to us. Amen. We have some prayer teams that are going to come up front this morning. If you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. They will pray with you. They will minister to you. If you need prayer of healing, maybe of restoration, of any circumstance or situation in your life, maybe it's for wisdom. They just want someone to be in agreement with you this morning. We've got some prayer teams that will be up front as we close here today. Let me read this benediction, and we'll send you guys off. It says this out of Revelation. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests, to his God and Father, to him be glory, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen and amen. You guys are dismissed. Have a great week. God's got wisdom for you. It's available. Go get it. Amen.